What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up and welcome back to Get the Ball Rolling. Happy to be with you guys and and I am also very happy to be talking about some FCS football this beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, obviously a lot going on on the show today uh, and some of you know, breaking down all of the biggest games of the weekend. We'll be doing that, uh, releasing our tiers of course and as always uh, the because we have to begrudgingly uh, the top 25 as well. Uh, I know that a lot of people like it, and you guys know my thoughts on it, and so I'm just going to stop uh, right now so you guys don't have to hear me rant yet again. Probably sick of it. Anyway, so uh, this last week, honestly, not too many surprises. Most, if not all, games went the way that I expected them to go and expected uh, you know, them to, 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 well, like I said, expected them to go, but uh, not a ton of upsets. A lot of people just, uh, a lot of games were just the, the common flow of, of what uh, most people expected, not not anything too crazy. Obviously, there were a couple of games that uh, were, were surprising, but I think this FCS season is, is more about depth of the big conferences uh, and, and even depth into the smaller conferences as well. Uh, you know, you just look at the Southland, UIW, uh, Southeast Louisiana. They are two really good teams. Are they going to be, be able to get in? You look at a uh, another conference, Holy Cross and Fordham, uh, another one that, that has some depth. You look at the SoCon, uh, you have Mercer, Chattanooga, Furman, Samford, and I know a lot of people liked ETSU and, and VMI of years past, but you're looking at them, and it's more about depth. And I'm excited because we're going to start seeing uh, some of these teams, some of these games play out. You look at the big sky. Obviously, Montana State with the win over UC Davis last night. If you stayed awake uh, for it, they kind of you know pull away in the second half. Uh, but that has some depth that shows it. UC Davis, I think, has the hardest schedule in all of FCS. And uh, I, I have a soft spot for UC Davis because of that. I'm excited to see what they're able to do if they're able to win a couple of these games. But then you even look like at the CAA. You're looking at a team like New Hampshire where there's an argument that they should be, you know, talked about to be getting into the playoffs. Uh, and this is what this podcast is about, the playoff teams. Like I said, I love the HBCUs. Uh, I've been watching them a lot more this year, learning uh, the different schools, the different coaches there. Uh, it's going to take me more time. And, and the same thing with the Ivy uh, League. I, I've been watching more and more of them. Uh, but because they're not part of the playoffs, I, I don't want to focus on that as much. I want to focus on the playoff team. So so just as a preface for, for FCS fandom. Uh, but as you look at these, as you look at some of these teams, even NAU, who has been playing you know, decently, they, 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 they could still win. They're still a viable team in the big sky. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They're still viable. Idaho State giving Montana kind of a scare yesterday. One of those uh, that, that is kind of interesting. So I think that is more so the story this year is, is depth. Uh, the difference between, you know, the really, I, I think, 3 and 28 is inches, not feet. I think North Dakota State is by far and away the best team out there right now, and they're playing good football. And I think South Dakota State's playing very good football right now as well. 
But the difference between, you know, like a Montana state and a Weaver state, I think is minuscule. Now we get to see them play and we're going to get a clearer picture as these weeks progress. But right now, as I'm going through it, my tiers are just loaded with teams. Uh, by this time, I always feel like I kind of have uh, an idea of the hierarchy. But it's just that the good teams are just good this year, and there just hasn't been as many upsets as what I wanted. Like I said, uh, Missouri State did lose yesterday to North Dakota which was uh, a surprising loss. And then UC Davis losing. Austin P did lose to Central Arkansas, uh, which was, I know that they were part of the top 25 last week. So uh, maybe a team like that. But uh, when you're looking at these, you know, these different breakdowns of the teams, it's really difficult now because, like I said, we just haven't seen uh, seen the games, the head-to-head games uh and then what do you do teams like like a team with Rhode Island who's looks really good and then you know has one bad game uh, I think that's going to be something that we're going to need to be sorting through as we get through uh, to the next few weeks of the season and to our first preview of the uh, the first preview of the the playoffs and and of course we always like to do that about mid season and uh, hopefully we get some surprises along the way so uh, let's jump into the tiers just real quick and why we have them tiered up where we do. And then, of course, we'll, uh, we'll finish off the, the podcast with a couple of questions and the top 25 uh, for the playoff team. So first off, we have uh, the front-runner group. Until I see them either lose or look really, really bad or ha- see somebody like South Dakota State look really, really good, I think North Dakota State is far and away the best team. They're number one. They're the front runner. I'm not touching that one. Now, I have what I call the bubble, which, if you guys remember, the championship bubble definitely was condensed this weekend, and I think it's going to be condensed more because there's there's just no way that we're going to have this many. Uh, there's got to be four, right? North Dakota State's one. There's going to be three, but I've got to see these teams play. And I think South Dakota State is one of the the three. I think Delaware right now is far and away the best team out of the CAA. Weaver State, Montana State, and Sacramento State, I cannot make a decision on. I've got to see them play. I've got to see Weaver State play Montana State. Weaver State play Sacramento State. I've got to see these head-to-head matchups because I don't know. I think on any given Sunday, or every given Saturday, sorry, not Sunday. Today is Sunday. Any given Saturday, that these either one of these teams, any of these teams, can get the victory. And that's what makes it so exciting. Uh, and so the, the championship bubble slowly being condensed. Now, Delaware might lose. Now, Delaware this next week plays William & Mary. If William & Mary wins, then we know that I think we, we move William & Mary up. And we can drop Delaware down a little bit. But right now, I think Delaware is our favorite in the CAA. I, I don't know who to pick in the, in the big sky. I would tend to lean uh, either Weaver State or Montana State. No. These teams do play each other uh, coming up pretty soon. So that's going to be something that I'm going to be watching. We're going to get, be keeping a close eye on. Like I said, I love uh, I love the Big Sky. I love what we've been able to see uh, as far as the depth of the Big Sky this, this year. Uh, Weaver State's got some tough games coming up, and it's definitely going to be something that we're going to be keeping an eye on uh, going forward uh, with the Big Sky. But 
Weaver State did have a week off this week, and but they've got a gauntlet coming up, as as does everyone in the Big Sky. Uh, but Weaver State takes on Eastern Washington, Portland State, Montana State, Montana, Sacramento State. So they have like a three-week uh, run where it's very, very difficult. Montana State also has a pretty uh, difficult run coming up as well. And so like I said, we're going to see a little bit more. Uh, I feel like some of these games we get earlier uh, in the season. But Montana State gets Weaver State, NAU, Cal Poly, Montana. So maybe a little bit easier uh, than uh, than Weaver State's where they're not playing Sacramento State. But we've got to see this. I think Montana State is a phenomenal team. Uh, but Weaver State also has looked absolutely amazing as well. Uh, and then... I have the, this next one, this next tier I have, I call it the wobbling tier, where I think they could teeter towards going into that championship bubble, and then I could see them teetering towards the chase pack. It's this mid-level tier that I'm like, okay, they've looked really good at times, and at other times they have not. First up, William & Mary. Obviously, if they beat Delaware, I think they tip into that championship bubble. Delaware could lose, join the chase pack, and then be be upped again and just say that was a one-off thing. William and & Mary and Delaware are just very, very good football teams. They're kind of teetering. Montana, again, Montana only beat Idaho State 28-20. to 20. Uh, I have, I've, I've been on this from the very beginning. I haven't seen anything from Montana that makes me go, wow, this team is lights out. They're good, and I think they're going to make the playoffs. But I haven't seen them. Some people have them as high as two in their their top twenty fives. That is mind boggling, considering you know the, the, their recent history. And I haven't felt like I've really been impressed. I've watched every single game. I've been like, they should have won, and they should have won by more, especially the Idaho State game. They should have blown them out. Say a one-off scenario, one-off game, well, Tyler, uh, and it's true. That's why they're in this wobbling group. They could tip to become a championship contender, but they could also tip back. If they lose to Montana State and Weber State, they fall back into that chase pack. Missouri State, I don't want to sell out on them too hard. Um, they have played a very difficult schedule, and they're going to get into the easier part of their schedule coming up. They could easily, you know, uh, win out. I could I could see it. I could see them doing that. Uh, I could see them losing one more game. I could see them winning, losing two more games. But I think for the most part, Missouri State's going to be kind of right here. I could see them if they continue to win. If they only have these couple losses, uh, you know, tipping over into the the championship bubble. That's kind of where I'm at. Holy Cross, kind of a difficult weekend despite the win. They're another team. This or that. Uh, UIW, uh, Incarnate Word, uh, they have one loss. I don't know how that's going to affect. They could win out the rest of the season. I don't know if the committee is going to look at that. Uh, if if uh, Southeast Louisiana wins out the rest of the season, uh, obviously they'd be this, the Southland champions, and so they'd get the auto berth. And so it's like, what are we doing? You know, Big question mark with UIW. They've looked really good. They had one bad game. Are we going to hold it to them? Uh, but if... If they if they continue to win and they only have one loss, congratulations. And then Villanova, same thing. They have one loss, could tip either way. The Chase Pack, these are the teams that I think are just kind of uh, the step behind all of these other teams, but uh, should be getting into the playoffs, should be making some noise. We've got Campbell, SEMO, Elon, Mercer, SIU, UT Martin, Rhode Island, Chattanooga, and Sanford. Obviously, uh, Mercer, Chattanooga, and Sanford, uh, they're going to be playing each other. UT Martin and Southeast uh the, they, I believe they're both in the Ohio Valley, so I don't know what they're going to be doing with them. I don't think they play each other this year. You've got a team like Rhode Island that I think can win over over time. Uh, but this this is kind of that group. SIU's turn their season around. They could be on the up and up, uh, maybe uh, into that wobbling group if they continue to win, they continue to have the success that they are. Uh, definitely a 
Team to keep our eyes on Elon. Same thing, big win this weekend in double overtime over Richmond. Uh, I think they're kind of just here to, to stay for a while. Uh, the next pack, like I said, it needs some help, meaning they're going to need a couple people above them to lose. I don't know if these teams will be able to get into the playoffs, uh, but I've got Stephen F. Austin, Austin P., New Hampshire, EW, UC Davis, uh, Eastern Kentucky, North Dakota, Southeast Louisiana, and Fordham. Fordham is going to play Holy Cross, so I think they're only going to take one or the other Southeast Louisiana, they've got to win out. They need some help from winning out, I guess is why they're in this category. North Dakota, same thing. I think they've got to win out. They cannot lose. Uh, and North Dakota's a good football team. We're not going to hold them to one or two, you know, one loss, two losses, whatever. But they're going to need some help to be able to get in. Uh, obviously, you know, they need to have a team like... Uh, you know, SIU, maybe stumble that's above them. Have a team like Missouri State, stumble that's above them. Uh, even though Missouri State, you know, they beat Missouri State, I think they're going to need a little bit of help uh, from the committee to get in. Same thing with UC Davis, playing an absolute gauntlet of a schedule. They're going to need a little bit of help. Same thing with EWU, I think, by the end of the season. Then the rest, we've got uh, Northern Iowa, Furman, Richmond, Idaho, and Monmouth. Teams that are kind of on the outside looking in, uh, hoping that they're going to be able to make some noise. Uh, I still think that these teams can. I don't think they're out of it yet. For example, like a team like Furman, if they beat uh, Chattanooga, Mercer, uh, you know, then it's like, okay, they only had one loss to Sanford. They could definitely get up in there. Same thing with Northern Iowa. They go on a couple of, of, of winning streaks, uh, you know, win out, whatever they do. They could then jump up into different kind of tiers. So uh, I, I have a better understanding this week than last week, but we still have like the, a wobbling tier. We still have the rest tier. Uh, I'm really excited to be able to say, okay, these are this is the champion that I think this is the, the the championship bubble here's the chase pack and here's the playoff hopefuls that's ideally what i want but we still have a couple of these tiers where i'm like i don't know richmond could make a run they're going to need help they're definitely going to need help from from uh you know the people above them rhode island not looking as good uh william and mary not looking as good etc etc right but richmond could still make a run what happens if Alon loses the rest of the 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 Right, the rest of their games, don't think it will happen, but it could. They could lose the rest of their games. Now what are we looking at? Those are the playoff tiers. So looking forward to next week, we've got some good games. Uh, not as good a week as I think as this week was, uh, but a good week nonetheless. Like as, as you know, aforementioned, William & Mary and Delaware, that is going to be an absolute barn burner. I'm so excited for that game. Uh, I will be definitely tuning into that one just to see what happens. I think this is both two teams. Uh, I wouldn't say season on the line because I think uh, – you know, one game isn't going to determine the outcome of the entire season, but it's definitely going to, to determine the, the hierarchy of the CAA. We do have the South Dakota playing South Dakota State. Uh, we have Missouri State taking on Southern Illinois. Uh, Missouri State really needs this win. Uh, they've lost to Arkansas. Understandable. They lost to South Dakota State. Understandable. Lost to North Dakota. Ugly loss there. Uh, now you were on the road. You've got to come home. You've got to be SIU. You've got to beat Northern Iowa. They've got to win out. Uh, but this is going to be a big week for, for Missouri State because I don't know with four wins if you're going to get in, especially if the four, you know, when you're when the, the argument is, well, my wins were over UT Martin in Central Arkansas, but I failed to beat uh, a playoff team like SIU or Northern Illinois. They've got to win. They do avoid North Dakota State this year, but they cannot. I don't know if they can if they can afford to lose another game and get into the playoffs. Uh, 
Eugene Martin taking on Murray State. Very interesting game there. Uh, same thing, Southeast Missouri State taking on Tennessee Tech. Uh, New Hampshire, a team that we've talked about a little bit. Uh, they're part of, of the hierarchy. Only losses to NC Central and Western Michigan. Western Michigan, obviously, not going to matter, but that NC Central game. They're uh, coming up. They're taking on Elon, Richmond, and uh, Rhode Island. So they do avoid uh, uh, William & Mary and a Delaware. So this team could kind of just sneak by Oh, and a Villanova. This team could just kind of sneak by and then everybody go, well, this team only has two losses uh, and they beat Alon, they beat Richmond, and they beat Rhode Island. This is a legit team. Excited to see uh, what New Hampshire you know brings this next week. Uh, Mercer, as we've been on it, love Mercer. They are on the cusp of, of their super difficult games coming up. Uh, I think they beat Western Carolina this next week, and I think they beat uh, ETSU as well. I think they take care of business. But they do have a gauntlet at the end of uh, October. They do have a bye before the final two games, but they've got Nuga, VMI, Furman, and Sanford coming up. So the, so the SOCON is going to be not really determined until the end of the year, uh, but I'm really excited to see Mercer. I haven't missed a game all season. Uh, here's another team that a lot of people have asked me about. Illinois State, they are 2-2. Two and two, Losses only to Southern Illinois, understandable, and uh, Wisconsin. Uh, if this team, they, they, if they rattle off some wins, they're definitely a team that I'd like to talk more about. Uh, they do play uh, Northern Iowa this week. They do play North Dakota State. They do play South Dakota State. So if this team can pick up some wins, they're definitely a team that we're going to be talking about. Uh, but they can't drop a game against like a South Dakota, Indiana State, uh, Youngstown State. They've got to, to, to take care of that. They are taking on Northern Iowa this week. Excited to watch them uh, going forward this week. And then just a couple more games that I wanted to highlight. Weaver State against Eastern Washington. That's obviously going to be a really fun game. It is at home for Weaver State, so that's why I think they take care of Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington is actually playing on Sunday against Florida. Uh, I believe it was rescheduled due to the hurricane and everything down there. Uh, struggling right now, uh, and they're going to lose this game, but coming back against Weaver State should be a fun game. Two road games on uh, you know back-to-back and only six days rest should be an interesting game. And and then uh, the final one, SU against Tarleton State, a team that we have not mentioned very much on this is Tarleton State. Their only loss is to TCU. Uh, if they can win out, now I don't think... Uh I don't know if they would grant them. I, I know that uh, Utah Tech and Tarleton were trying to get instant, uh, you know, to be able to play in, in, in the tournaments. I don't know if that applied. I think they got permission from the WAC to play into the NCAA tournament in basketball, but I don't know if that applies. If that applies to the college football playoff uh, by the selection committee, uh, Tarleton State, they will play Stephen of Austin. They will play Sam Houston. They will play Utah Tech, a team that everyone should tune into. They're playing great uh, since joining the FCS coming from D2. Fun team to watch. Definitely a team uh, we'll keep our eye on, but they're coming to Cedar City, Utah. Should be a fun game coming up this next week. So a lot of other fun games, uh, of course. Excited to discuss those games uh, this next uh, this next week and a uh, lot of uh, fun storylines. And I think the week after is going to be a little bit better. Not as many big games this week. Again, I find it, I think that there will be a couple of upsets, but for the most part, they'll uh, kind of follow 
uh, what you know, follow what what's going to be happening going forward. So, uh, so our our top twenty five because everyone asked me to do this. We'll do this. We had um, one uh, fan submit a question that I'll touch on at the very end. So here we go. We're just going to rattle through it one through ten. Uh, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Delaware, Sacramento State, Montana State, William and Mary, Weaver State, Montana, Villanova, and Incarnate Word. UIW is high. I still think they are a legit team despite one loss. I think they went out the rest of the season. That's why I have them there. Uh, next 10, we have Mercer, Holy Cross, Campbell, Chattanooga, Southeast Missouri, Elon, Samford, Rhode Island, UT Martin, Missouri State. Uh, Southeast Missouri, really an interesting team. I think that they could win out. I think UT Martin could win out. I don't know. I honestly don't know what the playoff committee is going to do with two of them because I think Martin and Southeast Missouri are legit teams. Uh, and then Campbell. Campbell needs to win the Big South. They've got to stay viable. Uh, cannot lose. Can't drop games uh, just to, to just anybody. I like that one sitting right there. Next up, we have Missouri State, SIU, EKU, uh, New Hampshire, UND, Fordham, and that rounds out the top 25. So uh, whether you agree, disagree, let me know. I love to, to discuss those things. Uh, I love our fans that are always willing to reach out. Now, a lot of people have, like I said, have sent in questions mostly regarding the playoff. And a lot of people are asking what I think the conference breakup is going to be this year. Uh, how many teams from, from the Big Sky? How many teams from the Missouri Valley? How many uh, teams from the SoCon and, and, and these? Honestly, I, I sat there. I talked to my wife about this. I, I, I can't decide. I've got to see a few more games. I think the Missouri Valley will get the most in along with the Big Sky. But I don't know when, when the committee is looking at it. So we'll just take Montana, for example. Uh, if you just look at Montana's schedule in the next couple of, of, of weeks and stuff like that, what would, what would prevent them from, from getting in, I guess, is, 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 is a question, right? So we're, we're pulling up Montana's schedule. So non-conference schedule, absolutely abysmal. Northwestern State, South Dakota, Indiana State. So you would say, well, South Dakota, or sorry, not South Dakota State, South Dakota. South Dakota was a playoff team last year. Okay. Well, they played them on the road. No, they played them at home. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, then they've taken on Portland State and Idaho State. So looking forward, what would cause it that they not get in, that the committee not reward a Montana? So we'll just play out the scenario. They lose to Sacramento State. They lose to Weaver State. And they lose to Montana State. Three teams that I think that are, are legit a good team. We talked a little bit about Idaho uh, potentially making a run. Idaho uh, has played well this year. They've played better this year. but And their only losses are to FBS teams. So we'll just say Idaho, Idaho, you beat Idaho. Well, that's a good win. That's a good win for them right now. At the time, Idaho was a good win because only, they only losses were to FBS teams. And you end up being Eastern Washington at home. I don't know if the committee puts them in. Even with three losses, who's who's your best win? Now, what about if they beat Sacramento State? And Sacramento State, their only loss this entire season uh, is to Montana. They beat Weaver State. They beat UC Davis. They beat they beat them. Well, then in that case, I think Montana gets in because you're like, well, Sacramento State. Only a, their only loss was to us. It was on the road as well. That's more impressive. That's where the committee, this is where it's like, it's so inconsistent. It's, I love it. College football is so imperfect. It makes it awesome because we can do this for every single, uh, every single conference. Same thing with the SOCON. Well, Mercer, 
They beat everybody except Samford. And Samford beats everybody except VMI. We'll just, I mean, I'm just throwing out a random thing. Or Western Carolina. Samford, undefeated, but they have one stinker of a game. Do we put both of them in? The CAA, another another uh, conference that is incredibly uh, incredibly deep, right? The Colonial Athletic Association. Uh, incredibly deep conference. They don't all play each other. But you're looking at it, it honestly goes almost six, seven teams deep. Delaware, New Hampshire, Elon, William & Mary, Rhode Island, Richmond, Villanova. Now, Delaware, New Hampshire, Elon, undefeated in conference play. And then William & Mary, Rhode Island, Richmond, and Villanova all have one loss, right? So you're like, okay, seven deep. And you're, we're just going to take a team like Richmond, right? We're going to pull up their schedule. So coming up, they've got Villanova. And then they have Hampton, Maine. New Hampshire, Delaware, William & Mary. Well, what about if they split it? They go two and two. They beat Elon. They lose to Villanova. They beat Delaware and lose to William & Mary. Where does it put it? You know, because you can't have seven teams that are going to get into a 2014 playoff, right? That's just not going to happen. You're not going to have 24 teams that are going to do that. That's what makes this so intriguing. And like I said, the depth right now in the FCS is very apparent. I think there's definitely a hierarchy, but the depth, I think this team, I think this, you, you're, we're going to be choosing from 30, 35 different teams. And I think at the end of the season, a team like Richmond, who maybe pulls off a couple of wins uh, versus good teams, and those good teams only have a, a Richmond loss or a Richmond and FBS loss, those kind of things are what the committee has to weigh. And honestly, I don't know. And I'm sorry that's not what, the, you know, I'm sure the listener wants to hear. And, and it's not what you want to hear. But right now, the depth, I cannot make predictions just as the depth. The top teams are good teams. I think, you know, like I said, 1 through 30, 1 through 35, 1 through 40, the top 40 are so far and away better than the next 40 that is making it really fun and the parity really fun across the FCS. Parity meaning we're going to get a lot of different teams into the playoffs. Not parity as in you know, North Dakota State probably still going to win it this year. I'm very intrigued to see what happens over the next you know two, three months. And as we prepare for the playoffs, I'm excited to do our first playoff preview in a couple of weeks as we see as it becomes more clear. We like to do one in October, uh, one in November, and then, of course, um, once when the playoff committee starts, we'll kind of pick who, who we think is going to win and, 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 and whatnot. So this has been another edition of Get the Ball Rolling. I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, everything that we talked about today. Uh, obviously, we love doing the tiers. We love doing the rankings. Continue to send in uh, your uh, questions. That was a wonderful question, and I'm going to probably circle back to it in a couple of weeks. Once when we know a little bit more, uh, really intriguing games coming up and uh, a good week not going to be the best week i'm not going to say that uh, there's definitely some games that uh are, are definitely more exciting i'm excited for those so i hope you guys have a wonderful week i hope that you guys continue to support thank you for all the support and and everything and have uh, a good week until next sunday keep the ball rolling